All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. Everybody and welcome back. My name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I'm I'm ready, Marvin. Ready for tra- round two? Yes. Round two. This, of uh, course, is the follow-up episode of Listener Feedback. We had to finish the previous one a little early because it, you guys all had a lot to say. A and B. I started to feel a little sick. A <laughs> so. little sick. I, I saw you like you were like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> You just like, or like the one that didn't have the Energizer batteries, yeah. you just like or shut the, down. Or the batteries just ripped out of the bunny yeah. mid-jump. It's, um, <laughs> for those of you who have been listening along through my COVID and a long COVID journey, um, it's, it's hard to explain for, for people who haven't either had long COVID themselves or if you're not around someone who hasn't had it. But if you want to know what it looks like, you got to watch the video of me for the last episode. Oh, man. Because I, as you know... I, I usually have a good amount of energy. Sure. I'm a pretty optimistic, upbeat person. Look, ready to go. Always ready, ready to, go. to go. Ready, Right here. Right here. And then with my journey, I suddenly don't. <laughs> I get pain in my face. I fall asleep. I start yawning. And I just deflate. Physically, I look like I am the Wicked Witch. Yeah. Melting away. <laughs> so uh, we had to finish last time's episode. So here we go. We're going to be catching up. Now, this um, episode will be full of listener audio feedback. Yes, this is all the, the remaining voicemails that we had. And obviously, Mary and I will be sharing some opinions as well. Marvin, uh, we've now been about a week and a half or two weeks out of... It's been two weeks since the season six finale. Yes. Any takes that you got now that you've spent some time away from the finale? Anytime, anything that you got? To be honest, I'm just even more excited for season seven. I, you know, I know that there's mixed opinions on the finale and we're going to be hearing some more of those opinions, but I am just so excited to see what they've brought for season seven. Of course, they've been working on it and, um, you know, there's little little leaks here or there about new castings and lots of fun things that we have going on. There's a there's a an older young man, William, who okay. has been cast, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not spoiling anything there. We know William is a person, and yes. we know that William's he's obviously aged. So they have <laughs> cast him. So it's just been. I'm just really excited, and I, I don't know. I, I'm just more even excited for Mary. I'm going to co-sign on that. Yeah, because. You know, while I, you know, this was... <laughs> while you're a critical person. While I was critical of this season, I think I, uh, in some aspects, and I was very positive on this season and other mm-hmm. aspects, the fact of the matter is that this season, again, felt like the precursor to something much bigger. Yes. <sighs> What they did, they did well in this season. You wanted character depth, they gave it to you. You wanted a great score by Bear McCreary, hot diggity, dang, they gave it to you. You wanted to be surprised, 
which Blake, you love being surprised. You want to get weird? Always want to get weird. Guess what they did? They got weird. They got weird. They definitely got weird with one episode. They well, they got weird with the whole ether thing. I mean, well, yeah, yeah. All of the the whole ether storyline weird for all and i thought that that was really cool that book readers and show watchers alike were on a level playing field of being surprised of being weirded out and we we <laughs> even got another level of weird we got we got, we went beyond dakota fanning weird we, got we went like plaid in this one I like mean, the this actors, was <laughs> well done snaps to them so let's jump on in and see what the rest of our listeners had to let's say about the season six finale release the hounds once again mary yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if that was like a real question or not. <laughs> let's, yes. Let's Blake. release the house. Let's release them, Blake. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Matt. You know what I realized, Mary? No, I didn't. We didn't. We didn't follow the process. We didn't say. Wanted to let you know that you can find Mary and I because th- this obviously is the last listener feedback episode of season six. You can find us at maryandblake.com to check out all the other great podcasts that we have going on over there, including the fact that we'll be bringing back Bridgerton season two. Well, we'll be bringing back Bridgerton with Mary and Blake for season two as soon as early as tomorrow, as a matter of fact, as we record this. So very excited about that. Last Kingdom is also coming back as soon as This Is Us concludes. Speaking of that, This Is Us 2 will be concluding in the next couple of weeks. So you can listen to the final two episodes of This Is Us 2 or catch up to all of the rest of the episodes of This Is Us just by going to maryandblake.com. And of course, if you want to get in touch with us, email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com or reach out on all the social media platforms. We're there. We're there. Just We're look on up our phones. Mary and Blake at Mary and Blake. We're in, we, I was actually, we were at dinner today and I was on my phone responding to comments and doing the whole thing. I did have to say, put your phone down Mary, for a Mary had to chide me. <laughs> it's okay. You know what? I didn't chide. Well, it was a little I bit of a chide. I gently said, Let's be here with our family. You know what it is, Mary? As we eat our crab ragoon. You know what it is? It comes uh, in walnut shrimp. In walnut shrimp. That's the whole reason we went is walnut shrimp. Uh, the, the thing is this, and this is a little bit of insider baseball for all of you. When mm. you own your own media company. Or your own business in general. And you own your own business. There is always work to be done. There is no 5 p.m. No. Log out. Doesn't exist. Doesn't <laughs> no. exist. Especially in this household. And I'm not complaining by any stretch. In fact, I, I laud this. I think it's great. I, I, I love doing it. As we sit here at 8.37 p.m., kids asleep. Yeah. <laughs> doing listener feedback. But Mary was right. It's There are times when you just have to put the phone down and, and not do you know social media or work or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, as much as I like to make fun of her for it, she was 100% right. Thanks. And it is what it is. Nevertheless, we're Jamie still here. would be proud. I know we're still here at eight thirty-seven p.m. at night, getting the listener feedback. Let's do it. Hi, Miriam Blake. This is Elle from Arkansas. Hi, I'm Elle. a first-time caller, and I first started watching Outlander about a year ago, and quickly fell in love with the show and with your podcast. Oh I'm God. so thankful for this community and the people that I get to share my newfound Outlander obsession with. Thanks, Elle. I wanted to start by saying that season six has been amazing and I've loved every episode, but I do have to agree with Blake. This finale did not feel like a finale. Finales should finalize and complete the story arcs that have been happening in the season, cash in on foreshadowed events, and also hint 
and propel the story forward into the next season and what those storylines will be. Unfortunately, this finale felt like we were in the middle of storylines and there are still so many unanswered questions. And it, I honestly think it may have been better to call this season six, part A, part mm-hmm. one, and that the next season will be season six, part two. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was still a wonderful sh- uh, show and I cannot wait for season seven. I do have an outlandish theory, Ooh. but it's not even that outlandish. Remember in episode five, the whistling prisoner? Yes. Well, you guessed it. Wendigo Donner is probably still in prison. And I think that Claire and Wendigo are going to have some conversations. Mm. And I hope that they start some sort of time traveler support group. because <laughs> They need it. Anyway, thank you guys so much for the podcast and can't wait to hear and learn more about season seven i love well, that Elle, Elle, thank, thank, you. thank you thank you um i love that she has been without linda for a year basically right? and has just binged it binged the podcast <laughs> is girl. now a caller on our podcast well done you Elle. know what l i'm feeling i'm feeling you know giving what was, what was that kid who like did high school? There was a TV show about a kid who did high school and like graduated and got a medical degree. Oh, uh, uh, Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. She's like the Doogie Hauser of Outlander. L, I want you to email me as soon as you hear this. Email me at marionblakemedia gmail dot com with the subject Doogie Hauser. Yes, <laughs> and and you you are going to get something from the Marion Blake story. Yay. Anything of your choice, you get it. And you email me, we'll take care of you. L does bring up a good point, Marvin. <sighs> And this is kind of something that you and I have talked about mm-hmm. is, are we getting into semantics when we talk about this being the season six finale, or is it better served as a season six part one and then season six part two later on? Like, Listen, would, would we all feel better about it? I would have felt better with a season six part one to be continued in the likes of season one part one <laughs> with a second soundtrack i mean i love that when you're looking through your soundtracks oh, and you're yeah. like do i want one a or one b i don't know which bear flare suits me best <laughs> i don't even know um so i concur but they made this decision yeah we can't redact it but blake you know l brings up a fun thing about this time traveler chat mm-hmm. so in my opinion because we've missed it we're gonna have a have a time traveler chat moment with you so let's play that sound clip oh hot off the presses let's go if, if i could find it oh here it is doc you better back up we don't have enough road to get up to 88 roads where we're going we don't need roads so blake larson yep what do you got if you were in jail okay <laughs> with another time traveler uh-huh about, I don't know, 200 and a half years ago. Sure. What would you chat about? So once once you clear the air, hey, I'm from the past, cool, or from the from, future. Where, yeah. Me too. Yeah. What would you talk about? <sighs> That's a good question, Mary. I think I would... Well, first I'd be like, why did you come back here? What do you miss most? Are you going back? And... Um, that's a good question because where they are right now, it's not like you can bet. I mean, I suppose you could bet. Like you could do the whole Back to the Future two thing with Biff and the because I mean, we know all of Claire's Omni. answers. So what would have been yours if you're back? If you're if you're Wendigo Donner, yeah, Wendigo Donner. Yeah, there you go. You made up a word. I mean, just did. I, yeah. I liked that. Wendigo Digga. But good. <laughs> all right. 
I have issues sometimes accentuating the wrong syllables. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All the time. Okay. Uh, emphasis on the wrong emphasis. syllable. Emphasis. Thank you. <laughs> So, Blake, yeah. what would be your answers to those questions? What would I miss most? Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, well, first, I would miss my bride most. I mean, that's that's without question. But if you're out of the picture, if we had never yeah. met, if I put up, what would I miss most? Um, ooh, internet. Oh, you want to know what I would miss most? What? Air conditioning. <laughs> Hands you know down. What? I'm going to change my answer. <laughs> change, I, I cannot live without... Air condi- it got up to it. 75 today. Yeah. Oh, Br- brutal. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> this heat wave in New England came out of nowhere. Brutal. Never want to do that again. Holy smokes. Like it one day, three days ago, I was wearing a sweater and jeans yep. with wool happy, socks. Happy. And about I was it. fine. Yep. I was fine. And then all of a sudden, like the, someone turned on a light somewhere. Yep. And now I got to wear shorts. And I'm the kind of guy that once you put shorts on, mm-hmm. that's it. That like you don't, that, go that, you don't go back to pants. I mean unless you unless you're at work. But you don't you don't Maybe go back to pants. Maybe that would have been another thing you would have missed. You would have missed shorts. No, cuz you can make shorts. None of these people are wearing shorts. How could you not wear shorts? On the show, you see Jamie walking around in shorts. That's banana land. That's what oh, that is. Honestly. Uh, but yeah, air conditioning and shorts. Totally a thing. Totally a thing. I I could not. You'd have to go into a, like a lake, and then and then you then you're gonna get diseases leeches. and leeches and and don't nobody want any of that. I'd rather be hot than go into a lake and get the leeches. I don't know. I think I'd leech. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the next one. Hi, Marion Blake. It's Tony calling from Norway. Hi, Tony. Second time calling in. Yay. Okay. I love this season and Yay. absolutely giving it a five kill rating. Here's are my GBD in this episode. The good, Ian. There are certainly no buy-in in this episode. Oh, no. The bad is Mrs. Bug. What took her so long? Is she the hidden villain in this season? <laughs> I would love Great that. Great was the storyline with Bree and Roger. And at last, I have never been this tempted to read the books. I need to know what actually happened to Mala. Thanks, Marianne Blake. For giving me so much joy with all of your podcast. Healing thoughts from Norway. Oh, thank you so much. Love having those healing thoughts from Norway. Yes. Wouldn't I, sorry, go ahead. Read the books, girl. You got the time. I don't know. I say stay off the books. I say do it. Nope. Stay off because you want the show to speak for itself. I say go for it. You get out of here. Join the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> um wouldn't it be phenomenal, Mary, if Mrs. Bug was the actual big bad of this season. Like she's lurking she in the shadows Malva. and she killed Malva and all. She's just watching everybody. Like she's like the Joker, just watching the world burn. It's just good. She's baking their <laughs> her blood into their black pudding. <laughs> like she's going around, like why so serious? You know, like that is, dude, if that was Mrs. Bug, that would be weird. She, she's going looking for the sin eater to go, you know, take his fingers too. There's more. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened, that would be one of the greatest subversions of all time. I would be so in. Mrs. Bread Baking Bug. Yeah, if Mrs. Bug was the big bad. Oh! She was Carmen San Diego all along. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary Blake. It's Sharon calling from Chicago. Hey, Sharon. Off, I want to congratulate you, Mary, on getting into that COVID clinic. Thank you. A friend of mine is getting into the one um, in Chicago. So yes. I'm so hoping you guys are going to get some results, Thank some you. relief from that. Um, so, uh, Blake, 
Okay. I agree with you. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> I do. I'm not sure I would give it a four for finale. Um, I would give it maybe a 4.2. Um, I was frustrated with the episode. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. But I was frustrated because I just kept hearkening back to the episode that I can't stand. I don't remember the name of it, but you know which one I'm talking about with the giggle fest and the Lord John Gray being ugh, dumb, like pointing his little flagpole. <laughs> um, I can never unsee that. Oh. Um, I felt like, okay, so I get that they had to stop in the middle. Okay, that's fine. Grace and Frankie had to end on a weird cliffhanger too because of COVID and Kat's pregnancy. I get that. I really do. But I still am entitled to my feelings. Um, <laughs> and True. I think maybe they could have rethought that episode and maybe used it for spare parts for something else and just given us more of a satisfying ending, maybe cut this episode into two pieces. But that's me. You know, what do I know? I just have opinions. So <laughs> love you guys. Mm -hmm. I will see you at the Bridgerton. Oh, thank you, Sharon. Yes. That's that's uh, protecting the brand right there. Yes. Protecting the anchor, we'll we'll call that. Um, Must make haste. <laughs> you know, Mary. One of the things that actually comes out of all of this is we look at it like it's eight episodes, but really, the TV time that we got out of this season mm -hmm. was more along the lines of ten episodes. Mm -hmm. They could have put together a coherent and cogent and fully fleshed out season of television in 10 episodes. Not Could've without reshoots. It should have happened. Not without reshoots. No. If they had to make the decision and then they couldn't rewrite and reshoot. But they could rewrite. Not with a pregnant Katrina. Of course you can rewrite. Not necessarily Like everything. I said in the last episode, The Leftovers, season three, Damon Lindelof, Tom Parada famously rewriting uh, even up until the last day of yeah, shooting. men. Not a pregnant person. Yeah, but you can still rewrite. You could still rewrite, except your heroine, the main person, is pregnant in a pandemic and is of, quote, advanced maternal age. Well, yeah, I mean, I understand. You can that. yeah, all you want. I'm just saying I can picture Kat putting her foot down and saying, I can do what I can do. But this is a very physically and emotionally demanding season in which I need to cut open a pregnant woman's belly. At some point, I'm going to have to use the pregnant card. And say, I need to. Br I need a break. Plus, we know everything else that was happening. Yes, you could rewrite, but if people are not doing well and saying no, thank you on the crew, and if the weather is shitty Scotland at its best, all true. Ain't no amount of rewriting's gonna help. I. You got nobody to shoot it. Nowhere to shoot it. I, I wholeheartedly. They, they can't disagree. make a puppet show. Then uh, puppet Katrina. <laughs> Puppet Salmon, Salmon Claire. Oh no, who's coming to the, the house? Little, it's the, the little, Browns. With the little sticks. Pew, pew. <laughs> Would it work, Blake? I would pay money to see that. I, I, know, I'll tell you what. You know who's really good at making bad puppet shows? Who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> For you, Blake, I may just do that. Oh, to show be... you. Pew, pew, pew. Here you go, Blake. Pew. Nailed it. <laughs> I got a great shot. Okay, Blake, right, there's my see answer. The next one. <laughs> I was so excited to hear that you guys are going to start recording the Bridgerton podcast. I screamed yes so loud, I scared my dog. Who are you? Anyway, Mary, yeah. the title cards for this season were absolutely incredible. Agreed. And this title card was amazing. I mean, I loved all of them. That's one of my favorite things 
from Outlander. Their title cards are just amazing. I mean, it's the smallest things, but they're just so good. And I got a Wii box <gasps> for my birthday, Yay! and I can't wait to get it and open it and get excited. So I hope you all are getting slowly better and having a wonderful day and happy birthday, Mary. And oh, thank I you. can't wait. Oh, thank you. It's, it's actually Maya, by the way. She uh, she called it again. I can I can see the name here. So, thank you so much. Oh, hi, Maya Ann. Thank uh, you. By the way, go to uh, just Google WeBox. Okay, you can Google WeBox and go there, get one, and you get fifteen percent off from us to you. Okay, if you just use the the, the discount code Outlander. That's it. Because we take care of you. Go to WeBox. Make them happy. Trust me, it'll make you happy. It's like the best thing ever. It's it's one of those things that shows up in your doorstep. You don't know when it's coming. It's there. And then you get all these these five little gifts that are just from Scotland. It's wrapped up in all of the Scot- Scottish paper, uh, like the, the actual newspaper. And it, it, it is specific to just Scotland. And, man, it is like a warm hug when that thing shows up in your doorstep. True. It really is. It's like you get that. You see it. You see the purple box and everything. You're like, oh, yes. And you open it up and it just it just feels. it's. You know when you get like a handwritten letter from your friend? <laughs> yes, I do. It I happens. Love it happens so infrequently. But when you get one. Nancy, by the way. Love your handwritten letters. Thank you so much. Uh, when you get one, you're like, man, that is freaking awesome. That's how it feels when you get a thing from Weebox. So go there, check it out, use the discount code. Marvin, I, I know this is slightly off topic, mm-hmm. but are you excited for Bridgerton? <sighs> 100%. I am ready to go. I If you don't listen to the Bridgerton with Mary and Blake, first of all, I don't know what you're doing. Secondly, watch Bridgerton. It is phenomenal. Thirdly, Mary and I love and we what we do for you know like how we have our own shtick for each particular podcast that we do. Yeah. Uh, for the Bridgerton one, we, Mary and I go deep into the music of Bridgerton uh, every episode because the music is such a part of the fabric uh, of that show. So if you like hearing Mary and I nerd out about the specific things about each in, in each show that we do, you're gonna want to hear that one. That oh man, it's so much fun doing that one. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Cassie in Brooklyn calling Hello. about I Am Not Alone, which Hi, I Cassie. did five kilts. Okay. My good. Richard Brown is a villain I love to hate, and that's because he's played so well by Chris Larkin, who I looked up. He's the son of the incredible Maggie Smith, mm-hmm. who, of course, plays Professor McGonagall in The Dowager of Downton Abbey, among many other great roles. You're a wizard, So Harry. Chris Larkin obviously has some serious acting ability in his DNA. Mm-hmm. Speaking of DNA, this leads me to my bad... I was really annoyed with the twinsies birthmark scene. Didn't we already establish that Jimmy was Roger's son last season when the opal crushed in Jimmy's hand to indicate that he was a time traveler? Not necessarily. Isn't that a greater indicator that you're related to a person than you both having a mole on your head? It just seemed redundant, and it annoyed me that Roger and Brianna would start getting emotional over this when the opal crushing scene should have knocked their dang socks off. Finally, my great. Chief Bird and Ian <laughs> yes! rescuing Jamie at the end. What an amazing payoff for all the stress we went through with Jamie and Claire in this episode. Now we just need to save Claire next season. All right. 
Bye, guys. Love you. Oh, so much love to you, too. Okay, so here's the scoop. Here's a scoop poop, as I said to my kids. <laughs> I have third grade humor. Um, Jemmy's gemstone breaking. Say that five times fast. Jemmy's gemstone um, could mean that one of his parents was a time traveler. And that means he is able to time tra- time travel himself. Correct. So we know that he inherited it at least through Brianna. Yeah. So but- it, it's, it's not necessarily a specific indicator that he is of Roger's um, family. Well, let's put it that way. Yes. All right. Uh, it, it's, it, it doesn't mean that he's not, but it doesn't mean that he specifically is from that, from that family lineage. Mm-hmm. Part of me, Mary, liked the fact that Roger came to the conclusion that he was Jemmy's father. Irrespective of his lineage, didn't matter if he was Stephen Bonnets, didn't matter if he was his, that was his kid, no matter what. Yeah. While I loved the emotional scene shared between the two of them when the the birthmark or whatever the heck the thing was showed up on Jemmy's head, part of me was kind of like, oh man, I wanted Roger to just accept Jemmy without having confirmation. Mm. Is that a fair argument? I can appreciate that, especially as a father yourself. Um, But as a father yourself, would you have felt better having that confirmation? If you were questioning that our little lad, our firstborn, might be yours, might not be yours. And then if you were able to have solid confirmation, how would that make you feel? I mean, it would make me feel great, but I'm just talking in terms of the story itself. Again, reality is not an, is not uh, an excuse for storytelling. If reality is not an excuse for storytelling, then I don't know. I guess what I'm getting at is just the 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 feeling that I get from Roger just accepting Jemmy as his, regardless of lineage. I like that feeling better than having confirmation that. Jemmy is his, but again, I mean, it's heartwarming and, and, and seeing the reaction between he and Bree, it it, it did feel nice. And I suppose, you know, it's worth it. It it is worthy of our time, but I I mean, I I think there's a fair argument to be made there and I would love to hear from the nerds, you know, what they think. I think probably a lot of people will say, yeah, it's great that Jemmy is Roger's kid. Like really? But I don't know I think there's room to be had there uh with the the, the physical knowledge and the the DNA like the dino DNA results <laughs> of Jemmy and Roger and the whole thing. Um yeah, I think there's a there's a there there's a decent argument to be made there. Okay. Hi Marion Blake, it's Maureen calling all the way from London Hi, Maureen. to react about season 6 of Outlander. I'm actually uh, going to be hopping on the Blake train for a lot of this. Uh, You're not alone, Blake. I agree with uh, many of the points that you made in the last podcast episode. Oh, thank you. While I think that uh, that season finale was a good episode, it didn't feel like a season finale to me. It had some great moments, like Kara and Jimmy going full GIs against the Browns and all of their scenes 
together, but I think the episode also suffered from trying to keep Brie and Roger in the loop. Their scenes were good, but they tampered with the overall rhythm of the episode. Totally agree. So it felt more of a like more of a mid-season finale to me, as if season six and seven are supposed to be seen as a package deal. And as a whole, I think season six was good and that the team behind it did their best given the circumstances. But I also think that messing with the format of a show as its shortcomings and going from 12 or 13 episodes to eight is challenging. I think that as they made that decision, they knew that it was going to be challenging. And that's part of why when it was announced that season six was going to be shorter, they were quick to tell us that all oh, the episodes would be longer and the season seven would be longer as well. So it's to me, it makes it look like season seven is a sort of crutch for season six and they're relying on it a lot and maybe too much. It's like they're like, we don't need to tell a complete story this season because we have more episodes coming. So no worries. But, yeah, in the end, to me, um, this season gets, like, four kills, which is not a bad score at all from my standpoint. Um, it's just that it shows that it doesn't really fit the Outlander format. I do think they did some great things, like the fact that they finally uh, dealt with mental health and explored through traumas through Chaos Act was absolutely great. But Oh, it looks like we got cut off mm-hmm. here. Um you know, Mary Maureen brings up a great point. Is season six using season seven as a crutch? Hmm. I mean there's been so many other seasons of shows that have left on massive cliffhangers. Yeah, but it's not about the cliffhanger necessarily. It, I mean, cliffhangers are cliffhangers. I mean, that's fine. I mean, I feel like that's like every Marvel movie. Yes, mm. but Ooh, be, look what I just did. Right, but be, but that's okay. It, first, mm. cliffhangers are cliffhangers. That's fine mm-hmm. if it's used to serve the purpose of the story. If it's cliffhanger just to be a cliffhanger, then I'm out. But the MCU has established a language that you have to expect from it. And that is, there's always going to be more. There's, It's always going to lead into the next thing. I mean, thing. at some point it's going to end. Yes, eventually it will have to end. I mean, theoretically it could go on forever because the comics have gone on forever. But yes, there will have to be some final grand moment of the MCU. And Outlander has done this in the past where they've had a cliffhanger where you knew that there was more but it's not again like i said mary it's not just about the cliffhangers and i think marine's point was this when they came out with season six they were like yeah it's gonna be shortened but it's gonna be each episode's gonna be longer and guess what season seven's gonna have 16 episodes and and they're using it they're using season seven as the carrot of the end of the stick which is like okay season six is gonna be a little rough but season seven's gonna make it all better okay so here's what i'll ask you would you have rathered we not get season six yes Yes, I would have. I would rather have waited. I think the majority would have voted no, thank you. Please give us something to satiate us. Do not make us wait two Droughtlanders worth, like three Droughtlanders worth of time, to get something. 
Yeah, <clears throat> I think there's also some discussion to be had about because like a lot of people would have petered out if you had to, if you were new to Outlander if you didn't have this like thriving love for it maybe you found it in the pandemic and then you had to wait a minor Droughtlander compared mm. to the rest of us mm-hmm. and then there was nothing so here's what I'll say to you I think we've actually come across this in many TV shows and the two that I can think of off the off the top of my head right now are 24 and Sherlock 24 season 5 came right before this the writers strike of 08 no sorry of 04 I think right around there or was it 07 I can't remember. no I'm sorry it was 08 it was 08 and season five came out and then there was the writer's strike and there was no shows at all being produced. Mm-hmm. All TV was on halt because of the union, right? The, no, no writers were writing. They weren't allowed. And finally, the writers were eventually allowed to write. But the producers of 24 knew that in order to get a full season of television, they were going to have to make people wait even longer. So what they did was they came out with essentially a two-hour film in between seasons five and six. It was called 24 Redemption, I think, or whatever it was. Um, And then for Sherlock, Sherlock famously made its fans wait for years and years and years, and and largely due in part uh, because of the showrunners and their popularity. Uh, but also the the budding stars of Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. I mean, they were getting cast in films, and you know, Benedict Cumberbatch was was doing Star Trek, and he had his Oscars coming coming along, and Martin Freeman was in The Hobbit, and he was doing the whole thing. And in in between seasons three and four, they came out with a two hour Christmas special um, because the fans of Sherlock had waited for geez, three, four years, maybe even more between seasons three and four. And in between they shot, um, they shot a Christmas special and it was a great Christmas special. And, and then they went on with the next season so they could get something out in the form of a film. If it were me, that's what I would want. And again, you would, and, and you would have to break formula, I suppose, knowing that, um, knowing that, um, uh, you know, Outlander is based on books or whatever, but I think I would rather have a two-hour film in between and then get a, a legitimate season. Hmm. You know, I can appreciate your perspective on it. I really can. I think that they, the difference is, is that they didn't go into it saying we're only going to have this. It was like midway through. Shoot, chaos has ensued. We need to pivot, as mm. Ross would say in Friends. Pivot. <laughs> so this was their pivot, and I think they did a dang good job pivoting. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Anna from Perth, Western Australia. Hi, Anna. Oh, Anna. On the finale of Outlander, um, I gave it four and four point eight kilts. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, there's so many beautiful, tender moments in between all the chaos. Um, my good was really hard to say. There were so many things. But I loved the timing of Jamie's Cat with Nine Lives chat. 
Mm-hmm. It was sandwiched between beautiful shots of Adso walking around. Yes. Although I was a bit worried about all his paws with all the glass. Oh. <laughs> My bad. Um, I had to think for a bit. I, I thought if, I felt a bit sorry for the guy pulling the wagon when they were shooting at the house. <laughs> he got the short straw. <laughs> the other two were just c- hiding behind the back of it, and he's at, way out in front in the gunfire. Um, but the real bad was the separation of Jamie and Claire again. Again. Um, my great, my absolute favourite thing about this episode was that I cried for the first time this season mm. because of the lice scene resulting in certainty about Jemmy's parentage and because of Jemmy talking so sweetly to the baby. Oh, yes. I'd been waiting for this. Um, I, I'm a book reader, but I think um, this section of the series I have read the least. And even though I remember larger plot points, for example, Malva being killed, there were some bits I'd forgotten, like how... Oh, she got cut off all mine. We got another Part one two. here coming for her. Hi, Mary and Blake. Anna here again. Just to continue what I was saying. Um, yeah, I haven't read this part of the entire series of Outlander as much. And so even though I remember things like Malva being killed, there is some bits that I'd forgotten, like how Ian pops up in the bushes. Um, to talk to Jamie while he's going for a piss <laughs> and also how he and the Indians save Jamie. Mm-hmm. Also, I had been wondering all season about the horses running down the beach after seeing it in the opening credits. I think I probably won't reread the corresponding book before or during Series 7 just to have that element of first time Ooh. because, let's face it, if you can find a benefit to getting older and forgetting things you already know, <laughs> then grab it. Amen. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week, and I'm looking forward to whatever you've got next for us on Outlander Cast. Thank but you. have a great rest in between. Oh, Bye. thank you, Anna. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, that horse riding shot. So good. I totally agree. And if there is a shot that you're going to end the season on, it is Jamie on the horse with the Cherokee. Giddy up. Ready to go get Claire. I think that's, that is a fair... If you're going to go... Cliffhanger. Get your hand that's off the my one. wife. Yes. That's that's the one that you go with. Oh, and that's what we all want. <laughs> right. And and like you again, if you want cliffhanger, you want you want legitimate momentum yes. and you want something to say. You want that moment where you know, it reminds me of Inception where the top is spinning and it just wobbles and right when you think the top is going to move, it cuts to black. If you're going to do a cliffhanger, you want it to, you want it to be that moment where you go, "Oh, come on." <laughs> but also understand that the story you've told is complete, right? You want you want it to be a thing where you're like, "Okay, the the choice that we're making for a cliffhanger mm-hmm. stands on its own." Like Again, the, the 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 example of Inception, right? Does it matter if the if the top s- keeps spinning or it if it falls? To me. It made me very upset that I didn't know. <laughs> Does it really matter? And, the, to me, and yes. my my argument is it shouldn't. I know, Blake, and it shouldn't because it doesn't matter to Leo. <sighs> but it matters to me, <laughs> and that's what I'm getting at. So it, that's a cliffhanger is great when it serves the purpose of the story. And I think in this case it does because Jamie is on a mission mm-hmm. and, he, and at this point 
maybe he he does you know he he burns it all to the ground maybe uh he goes after uh the browns mm-hmm. and that's that yeah you know um because you know Jamie went with Claire you know on their word that they'd be together and that they would be that she would be protected and they broke that um that's my guess. I I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But hey, hey I'm is, here. I'm here for it. It is what it is. We're gonna, right. we're gonna see it together. Let's do the next one. Nope. Oh, of course, of course not. My computer doesn't want to do it. Here we go. Hi, Mary and Blake. My name is Juana from Bogota, Colombia. Hello, I'm a first Juana. time caller. Right. Um, I've started hearing you guys last January during the previous uh, draw under. I love all your episodes. Aww. I actually time travel with you guys because I'm hearing them in order. So Aww. I'm now in the She's season the two draw under episodes, but I'm also hearing you your <laughs> she's your double dipping yeah. season six <laughs> episodes. So I'm like time traveling with you and with your life. It's, it's so cool. Um, I'm a book reader and I've seen the the series a few times now. So finding your your podcast was great. I don't know much people that likes a blunder down here, so Aww, so happy. it was really cool to find you guys. Um, about um, I'm not alone. I really like the episode. I think it's my favorite from this season. It gave me a lot of both sides now vibes. Mm. The the mid season finale from season one. I know it's not the finale we wanted, but with Kate. Uh, pregnancy and COVID and everything. I work in theater and in television, so I understand how mm-hmm. hard it should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, it looks like we got cut off. Hold on. We'll get another one. Yeah. Hi, Mary and Blake. Juana here again. Part two. Um, sorry if I've mispronounced anything. I was saying that I work in TV and theater and I understand how hard it could have been to just produce these eight episodes. So, I'm glad and I really love this season. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad they did it. Um, I really love the comparison between the damage in Wilmington, like the revolution in the big scale, and then the damage in the house. Mm-hmm. The way they portray the different revolutions in each scale. Um, I really, really like how he paid attention to those details mm-hmm. in both the Wilmington and the different towns. And in the house, it was really sad to see the house that way, but I loved it. Yes. Um, I really love all the intimacy um, scenes with Jamie and Claire and with Roger and Brianna. I love how they, how different they are from each other. And I just recently. So, yeah, it looks like we got cut off again. Um, Mary. Uh, oh, actually, no, we got a third one here. Uh, well, I, sorry, I didn't see that. Hold on. Sorry, Juana part three. <laughs> <laughs> I just recently heard your episode about love languages in season one and two or mm-hmm. just one. I don't remember well. And I really liked it. I love that topic. And I I will hope you guys do another one, but with all the new couples that Ooh. are in season six. Um, I don't know if you have already done it. I'm only I have only heard season six and your episodes until Rupert's interview 
in season two draw under. So I don't oh, know if okay. you've done it, but uh, I would love to hear an episode about Ooh, it. Yeah. Love languages in, you know, Marceline Fergus and Bree and Roger and maybe even uh, though they haven't showed much, but about uh, the twins and Lizzie. I don't know. I would love to hear <laughs> a draw under episode about that. That would be cool. Wait, Thank wait. you very much, and you made me laugh so much, so I'll Aww. keep hearing all your episodes. Oh, thank you, Juana. Well, we know what the Twizzy love language is. <laughs> okay, we, we know that. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do you think Malva's love language is? Oh, gosh. What do you think that is? Can't be, it's, I don't think it's words of affirmation. Um, quality time. Quality time. You know what? But. When you're when you're getting up on your tippy toes to to take a look at stuff, <laughs> that feels like some quality time to me. Well, just the amount of time she wanted to spend with Claire and like yeah. going to everything. I like it. I feel quality time from Elba. <laughs> <laughs> but Juan, I love this idea. We definitely need to revisit the love languages. And fun fact. Yep. Minute with Mary, uh, my beauty website. Mm-hmm. That is the next country I'm opening up into is Colombia. Really? Yes, yes. So just know, friends, if you live abroad, if you're outside of the U.S. and you're wondering, does marriage ship new to me? I might. I might. So just go to minutewithmary.com. But Juana, send us an email because when I do get my first warehouse there, I want to send you some mascara. Oh, I'm just look so excited. at you. She took the time to call in. She's yeah. doing this time traveling thing with us right now, which you know, I think is amazing. And Juana, we don't usually do the the three, the three messages. We only usually go as high as two, but you called in from Columbia. I, I, I what, what am I going to say? No, can't do that. Hey. Can't do that. So what? So you know what, Mary? Yeah, you're right. Want to send an email, yes. send an email to Mary at Mary and we'll send some mascara to you. As Once, as, when I open up, yeah. Yeah, when the, when the, the warehouse gets there. open up there. We'll take care of you. I like this. I like this. Me you too. know what? This is what those sort of feedback episodes all about. <laughs> Just bringing people into the world, man. I'm in so many different countries, and I keep like forgetting to let people know. <laughs> and, and Juana, I brought something up, man. And there's something that I really love. When you can talk about the thing that you love with a bunch of nerds yes. that love it just as much as you do, the community... And, you know, this is something that w- the reason why Mary and I, I think, started these podcasts and is, is because we just wanted to be with a bunch of nerds that wanted to talk about the same thing that we did because our friends just didn't get it mm-hmm. and they didn't find the same level of engagement or analysis or just community as, as, as much as Mary and I wanted it. Yeah. And it makes me so happy to know <laughs> that there's someone in Bogota, Colombia, being like, dude, Mary and Blake and all the nerds, my people. Yes. Shows you how special the nerd clan is. Agreed. It, and that's not me talking. That's that's someone in Colombia talking, telling you that. Not you me. Know, it also makes me think, all of these, a lot of these callers, yep. a lot of these callers have been from countries outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. And I love that Outlander, a show originally rooted in Scotland, yeah. not only highlighted um, you know, the Scottish Rebellion, which I assume if you're not from that area you of the world don't know a whole and about you it. don't have a lot of heritage about it, that you probably don't know that much about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have Scottish roots, so even though I'm raised here in America – and my family fought in the revolution here in America. I also know and knew about the Scottish Rebellion. So I knew about that. But yeah, you have ties to it. Yes. So it makes me just think about all these little 
How many ties are there in Colombia to the Scottish? To, exactly. I don't know. And yeah, then, that's what I'm saying. And then also you think about the American Revolution. You know, we're taught that obviously a million times, especially growing up sure. in the 13 colonies and being... Especially in our area. That's what I'm saying is that like we have monumental historic things that happen in the revolution about 20 minutes from us right now is where the first violent act against the British happened. Thank you, drunk Rhode Islanders for burning a ship. Of course, it was a bunch of drunk Rhode Islanders, drunk Rhode Islanders who visited the Packy. Yeah. And they were like, God, hey, you know, what's a wicked good idea let's go right swim now out to that? Let's go swim out to that boat. You know, we, we got to set it on fire. Let's just set it on fire. That'd be so wicked. Fun. Be, you know how funny that would be? Screw them. <laughs> you know what they're doing to us? Let's go get those red coats. <laughs> And then what we'll do is we'll set it on fire. And then every year, Rhode Islanders are going to burn a fake ship in our memory. <laughs> They'll be so proud of us. We'll, we'll live on forever. There's going to be a parade, <laughs> an arts show, a 5K. Can, can you imagine all the arts that are going to be They're sold? They're going to parade the fake ship down the road. <laughs> and it's not even going to really be a ship anymore. It's pretty much cardboard. It's just a cardboard box <laughs> with a pole in it. But us Rhode Islanders... <laughs> We spilt the first British blood. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of like we're kind of like Billy Joel, but we did start the fire. We did start the fire. <laughs> Just a bunch of Rhode Island a holes. <laughs> oh my! Who got gosh. who left the packy with one too many Budweisers and were like, "Yeah, guy, they them British, they suck." Yeah. Let's go set their set their boat on fire. You're welcome. In the middle of the Gatsby Harbor. No, the Caspi was the name name of the ship. Whatever. The, the, it, in the middle of the I'm a Massachusetts kid. I know this stuff. I know you don't know it. <laughs> we know Blake. Right, let's get the next one. Hi Mary and Blake. This is Faye from Norway. Hey, There's Faye from way Norway. too much to talk about in this episode, so we're only gonna talk about two things, both at the very end of the episode. First is the cliffhanger. I didn't really like it, but not because it was a cliffhanger. I actually didn't like it because, in my opinion, it wasn't much of a cliffhanger. Like, at best, it was like a second-story window hanger. <laughs> if you fall, sure, you might hurt a bit, but you'll be fine, you know? Like, Jamie is free. He has people with him. Oh, Faye. Has one- Faye. <laughs> Faye. Faye. Oh, oh, oh. Makes me want to shout. Oh, I get, I have to hear that again. Hold on. Let's let's go. Both at the very end of the episode. First is the cliffhanger. I didn't really like it, but not because it was a cliffhanger. I actually didn't like it because in my opinion it wasn't much of a cliffhanger. Like at best it was like a second story window hanger. <laughs> like if you fall, sure you might hurt a bit, but you'll be fine. You know? like, Jamie's free, he has people with oh. with him. He has weapons and they know where Claire is. And Claire is relatively safe in prison. Like, of course, Jamie will go to Claire and one way or another, they'll be fine in the end. Now, a much rather, a much better cliffhanger would actually have been if Jamie had woken up on the ship and the ship, ship was already at sea and somebody told him, we're going to Scotland. Now, that would have been a really cool cliffhanger. Ah, <laughs> like, I like it. Claire's in prison, suspected of murder, and Jamie isn't even in the continent anymore. That would have been really cool. The other thing I really wanted to talk about is something that I really, really wish had happened at the very end of the episode. So when that brown guy, I forget his name, and Tom Christie leave the prison and Claire is left alone, I really wanted that time traveler guy with the gemstone 
we saw from a few episodes ago to talk to her or do something for her to recognize him because we all know he's there. Like we know, like we don't know, but we know that would have been really cool to see happening right before the credits. So most likely they're in different jails, different prisons because they're male and female. So they would have looked separated that ish, but they're still near each other. I agree. A little whistle would have gone a long way. Yes. A little whistle. If you ended the season with the whistle, Ooh, now you're... T- no, you were ending the season riding on the beach. I know, but if you ended the season with the whistle, now you're talking. You mean like in closing credits music? No, no, oh. no, no. If you ended it with Claire in the... It, like, Jay- if, if Jamie's in the beach and they're riding, fine, whatever. And they end it with Claire. That felt so good. If you end it with the whistle... Maybe if they had a stinger, like in Marvel, oh! when it's like in the credits, oh! and then it's Claire eating her little bread or whatever they give her in yep. prison... Bam. Just like that. A winner. If you end it with the whistle, now you're talking a little bit more full circle. You Now you're talking like, ah, we're in good hands. And you know what? You don't even have to worry about reshoots. You just get some random person. To whistle. Whistle. Totally agree. That's the fix. Stick somebody in Claire's wig. Because, you know, just Mary- get like Bobby, the editor. <laughs> Stick him in a wig. Because, Mary, what this does, it ties up most of the season, right? It, it doesn't tie it up like in a bow, but it ties it together, right? We have Wendigo Donner from the previous season. He was put in jail because of all the stuff that went down with uh, stealing the gem. And while and, – and Claire is, in the, is near the same jail, and that brings it back to him, which was in the middle of the season, like – there's a lot that would tie this up. And, and while they were off, you know, doing the whole thing with with uh, uh, what Aunt, Aunt Joe Casta, you know, all the stuff with Malva was 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 about to start to go down. I, I just think, yeah, if you end it with the whistle, that makes you feel like you're in good hands. And that's what it comes down to for me, I feel like. Did they feel like? Did you feel like at the end of the season you were in good hands? I did. Like the writers On that had a freaking horse with Jamie. I felt like I was in great hands. <laughs> that was a good way to end. We've said it a million times, but I'm just thinking thematically. Do you feel like you were in good hands? But and Faye, I don't know. I would have liked that singer. Now that you're mentioning it, I I think I, I I'm with you. Faye. I love being armchair uh, quarterback. It's the best, isn't it? Hey, you know what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> You can make a career out. Oh, wait, we do. Hey, All Matt right. Merrill. Matt Merrill, we got an idea for you. <laughs> After the fact. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> All right, that's the last one. Here we Ooh, go. Ooh, drum roll. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Sarah from Connecticut. Oh, my God. Long time listener, first time caller. Hi, Sarah. I want to thank you both for the awesome podcast that you do. I love Blake's commentary and predictions as a non-book reader. Thank you, Sarah. I'm so glad I found you back in 2020 during the height of the pandemic when I was recovering from COVID. Wow. My kilt rating for this season's finale of Outlander is 4.9. I am a book reader and I completely keep them separate, the book and the show, but I love to compare and contrast. After listening to your podcast on this last episode, my main comment is about the sex scenes because we get both from Bree and Roger and Jamie and Claire. Mm-hmm. 
And basically, Jamie and Claire have ruined sex scenes for any other show or couple. <laughs> they have so much chemistry. Agreed, Sarah. And that's one reason I keep coming back. Preach. Some seasons I like more than others, but their chemistry is electric in all of them. Mm-hmm. And I am here for it. Yep. Keep up the good work, guys. And feel better, Mary. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thank we you, Sarah. Sarah from Connecticut. We got people calling from all over the globe. And our last one is from Sarah Connecticut. from Connecticut. Sarah, love you. I hope that you have completely healed from COVID and you're not having any lingering effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry that your state sucks. No. Oh, my God. He's so <laughs> mean. We love your state. No, we don't. <laughs> if it weren't for you, I might have lived there. <laughs> I love Connecticut. I really do. We just don't like 95 between like New Haven and Stamford. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. It's constantly under the, the, the Connecticut is always under construction. It's 95. Please. No matter what you do, you, you can't get past the construction. They got great museums, amazing arts community. Cannot make a good cup of coffee. The Gilmore Girl. Oh, that cup of coffee, though. You're was right. bad. That was a bad cup of coffee. It was coffee. bad. And B-A-D. You know, you know who wouldn't have liked that? Lorelai Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> but Sarah, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, tuning in. I'm glad we've been able to keep you company. And I agree. Sex scenes for most people have now been ruined. Mm. Thanks to Jamie and Claire. Agreed. And yet, we can always watch it on replay. Oh, hey now. All right, Marvin, you ready to close this bad boy out? All right, let's do it. As we said earlier, in addition to podcasting, I also have a beauty site called MinuteWithMary.com. And as a podcast listener, you are privy to getting a great discount on my favorite mascara. You just go to MinuteWithMary.com slash discount and we'll take care of you there. Oh, yeah, baby. Check on out my 4D mascara. Um, But if you do have any beauty needs, check the website out. Message me on Facebook or Instagram. I would love to help you, whether it's skincare or collagen or foundation. I do. I love to help you feel more confident and creative when it comes to that stuff. So just know that that is there. In addition to being busy with my makeup and now my lung COVID clinic, which starts in two days. I am so excited. I feel like I won the lottery finally getting in um, (laughs) and taking care of our kids. As we said earlier, we are going to be starting to podcast about Bridgerton. So um, that's something that we're really, really excited about. And And The Last Kingdom. Don't forget that. And The Last Kingdom and back with Harry Potter and a lot of things are going on. So if you are a listener of the podcast and if the only way that you hear Blake and I is through your podcast app, I'm going to suggest that you follow us on a social media format. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. But I will say the ones that we are the most active on to keep people up to date with what we're doing are Facebook and Instagram. So search Mary and Blake. We'd love to connect with you there. If you are on Facebook, we have an amazing tight-knit community. Just search Mary and Blake and uh, request to join our Facebook group. Oh, yes, the exclusive Facebook group. Yeah, and also, if we've brought you some, some light and joy, please think about becoming a patron at jointhenerdclan.com. 
Our friends there for as little as $2 a month have made a ginormous difference in in our lives. Um, This really is a mom and pop podcast shop. We're not part of some huge media conglomerate. We don't have massive sponsors. We do this because we love it and we've wanted to connect with you, our listeners, and to keep it going, to pay for the website fees and all the different techie things that we do here. Um, Just know that the contributions at jointhenerdclan.com have made this possible and continue to make it possible. And as a thank you, Blake and I are going to be doing a special Droughtlander episode. Yeah, the way that we, we had a, we just passed a milestone at jointhenerdclan.com and I left it to all the nerds there, all the nerd clan members to decide what our reward is going to be for passing that milestone. That is going to be, Mary and I, the way that is looking right now. And I, I'm, still how much days of voting left? It's like we have th- we have three more days, but like you know when they project the winner of the president for each state? Yeah, but like if they, it's anything like the Kentucky Derby. It, oh, that's true. You never know. I, I'm sure that there might be an upset, but <laughs> we're so far in, uh, into the voting process here that you'll be shocked. That to I, get to I, California, can, we can now project the winner <laughs> of Rhode Island in California. Uh, I, I it, the way that it's going to be, the way that it's shaping up is that it's going to be a top five. Uh, list of films and TV shows to watch from both Mary and myself during Droughtlander. During Droughtlander, and it's going to be for only members that join the nerdclan.com. So you don't want to miss out on that. You want to hear that episode. So if you're not a member yet, even though you weren't part of that original voting, you can still join yes, and you can. reap that benefit, yep. even if you're listening to this in the future. Yep, absolutely. So. All right, Marvin, that is that. On that note, my name is Mary Larson. My name is Blake. And you have been listening to the wrap of Season 6 of Outlander Cast. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.